start a new series. And it's entitled, and it's going to, we're taking our outline from this book, Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. Um, we ordered, we passed out some books about two weeks ago, and we passed them all out. And so we got some more ordered. We're going to get some more in by next Saturday. We want, I would like for you guys to read this book. Um, the leadership team here at the church, we've gone through this book and started reading it and, and applying some of the principles. And it's helping to change our lives. It's Bible-based, and it is good stuff. Everybody say good stuff. You know, when you go to a restaurant, you're like, man, that's good stuff. This is good stuff. And so we want you to read. And so the sermons uh, is not going to be regurgitating what the chapter is about. It's going to be. These are things that God has taught me or God has shared with me or experiences that I've had. Anyway, so I would love for you guys to be here for these sermons. Read these books. And as you read it, some, some of you all probably already started to read it. It, it probably sounds like it's, it's talking to leaders. It is, but all of you guys are leaders. Say, I'm a leader. So, read it. It's going to be really good. Really, really good. So, there's this concept uh, and analogy, and it's called the rider and the elephant. The rider and the elephant. So, picture in your head a man trying to wield or direct a big elephant. The elephant represents emotions. And the rider, the person, represents a person's will. And the concept here is emotions are powerful. Would you agree? Emotions are powerful. And God gave us our emotions as a gift. But if they're going in the right direction, our emotions will just be such a blessing. But if they're going in the wrong direction, it won't be a blessing. It's going to be a curse in our lives. For example, anger. You know anger was a gift that God gave us? No, no. Anger is an emotion that helps us to know when something is wrong. The Bible says, be angry, but don't sin. So God wants us to, it's okay to be angry, but not sin. Not be unkind. But sometimes when I see things in the news, and I see how people are being treated, guess what? I get angry. Is it just me? I get upset. You know, in marriage, in premarital counseling, sometimes I talk to the, the couple. And I talk to them, I say, you need to watch out sometimes for your alone time. At all possible, you need to have dates or whatever with other people. Everybody say other people. Because when you're alone, sometimes your emotions can get a hold of you. And here's the thing. When it comes to your emotions or your will, emotions will dominate your will. So we're going to be talking about how can I allow the Holy, allow the Holy Spirit to help me with our emotions. Because here's the thing. We cannot grow beyond our emotional health. Sometimes, because of things that's happening in our lives, 
our emotions and things have crippled us. For example, I was about, what, 15 years ago, I really felt called to be in the music industry. I was so excited. And I was serving on this team at a church, and I went and talked to the pastor, hey, I feel like I'm supposed to do something like you're doing, the worship pastor. I'm supposed to do something like you're doing one day. He's like, okay, all right. You got any suggestions? Um, okay. He, he wasn't really friendly at first. Um, so I'm on the team, and then a year later, he came to me and said, hey, senior pastor, he's been talking about you. He's wondering, he asked me, should we hire you as an associate worship pastor? I was like, whoa, this is super cool. He said, but it's a possibility, a whole possibility, a whole possibility. <laughs> so it's, nothing's for sure, but we're talking about it. And at this same time, Christina was in the military for about, she was in for almost nine years, and she's on her way out. And L.T. Bowens needs to find a job. Everybody say job. Yeah. Christina was the, the breadwinner. I was going to school. I just finished my, my education. And so I'm needing to get, find a job. I feel like I'm called to ministry. And we have Lizzie and Levi, little babies. She's going out to stay home with the kids, be a stay-at-home mom. And I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to rock in the car list. And it felt like it was forever that I was waiting, 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 waiting. Am I going to find a job? Are they going to hire me? Waiting, waiting, waiting. It felt like no hope was in sight. No hope was in sight. And then one day, God gave me this analogy. This is kind of funny to me. I don't know if you guys saw Coming to America, the, the TV version. But Eddie Murphy, he's, um, he's from Africa. He didn't know how to mop. So he, had, he still had the, the mop in the mop bucket rolling around thought he was doing something. And it was called McDowell's. Anyway. I got the vision, and I said, I don't care if I work at McDonald's. Doesn't wrong with working at McDonald's. I don't care where I work. God was trying to surface something. I don't care where I work because my emotions and based on my self worth, I thought that unless I worked in full time ministry, I wasn't a whole person. I wasn't a whole person. But God made me wait. Can you imagine going the rest of my life thinking in my head that unless I work at a in full-time ministry, I'm not a whole or total person? God made me wait. And I said, you know what? I don't care if I work at McDonald's. All I need is you. That's all I need. Amen. A week later, the pastor called me and said, hey, we want to talk about moving things forward. And about maybe a month or two later, I was hired on as a, so, the, the associate worship pastor there at Oklahoma. But something was off in my emotions. I really wasn't healthy. And when we talk about emotions, 
I really believe we need to talk about self-worth. Everybody say self-worth. Self-worth. I think we can say it a little bit more. Say self-worth. 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 What is self-worth? The things that we look to to receive our security and importance. And so I, I thought my security and my importance was in having a position or doing something, but that's not where my self-worth comes from. Where does our self-worth come from? Jesus. He's our identity. So we're going to be talking about how we can be emotionally healthy. Oftentimes we get our, our who and our do mixed up. Our who and our do. Here's an example of the book. Traditional is to meet Jesus, attend, give, serve, connect, and then have impact. But from this concept, meet Jesus, attend, go through deep change. And what God was working on me was deep change in that story I shared with you. So here are the, the seven marks in this book, in the chapters, it talks about seven marks of a biblical of biblical discipleship, the seven marks. The first one, we're going to talk about that today, be before you do. We need to be. We need to learn how to be. You notice that we are human beings, not human doings. We need to learn how to be. And that's what God was trying to teach me. Some of you not what you do. I'm your identity. Be before you do. Follow the crucified, not the Americanized Jesus. You know, there's an Americanized Jesus that a lot of people follow. Embrace God's name of limits. Discover the treasure hidden in grief and loss. Make love the measure of spiritual maturity. Break the power of the past. Lead out of weakness and vulnerability. So today we're going to talk about being before you do. This story, Mary and Martha. Now, as they as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed, and that's the, the Greek word, that word in parentheses, for welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted. Everybody say distracted. <laughs> Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help. But the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So we're going to talk about three things, three perceptions that cause us not to learn to be 
Or three perceptions that cause us to want to do instead of be. Three ways our perceptions can be off. Here's the first one. The first one is the perception of priorities are off. The perceptions of priorities are off. But Mary was distracted with much serving. <coughs> and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care? So do you, do you realize Martha was challenging Jesus and said, Jesus, I don't really think you know what the priorities are here. I really don't think you know. I'm ashamed. So let me bring it to your attention that don't you care? Because I have the priorities. You know, the word priority is a, is a, is a French word that really just means first. And here's the question I want to ask. When we're in trouble, what's the first thing we grab for? What's the first thing we look to? Because when we talk about priority, we're really talking about worship. Jesus said, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. What do we do first? I was watching this movie, and I know I watch movies a lot, but I watched this movie that called, it's called Leap Year. And this couple, they were engaged. And the fiance, the, the, the lady, she tripped the, the alarm. She tripped the alarm um, to test her fiance, to see what he would go after when there was a fire. She tripped the fire alarm, and the guy went for it. He said, Man, where's my laptop? Where's my, where's my watch? Where's I have some papers over here. And she's just standing there like, you didn't even check to see if I was okay. Obviously, I'm not a priority. Obviously. I was, I was, I was reading about priority um, this week, and um, Africans have a proverb that says, don't sell your elephant to buy medicine for your cat. Don't sell your elephant to buy medicine for your cat. We need to make sure we have the right priorities. So oftentimes, the reasons why we don't settle down and learn to be is because we have the wrong priorities. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled. One thing about emotions, when we are anxious, it's really a sign that we need to do something. If I say do something. When we're anxious, it's a sign that we need to do something. And one of those signs is we need to slow down and we need to pray. Anxiousness tells us that we have our priorities not in the right place. Martha didn't have her priorities in the right place. The second thing, our perception of progress is off. Our perception of progress is off. We have, a lot of us heard about the analogy of having 
trying to climb the ladder of success, trying to climb the ladder of fame. And a lot of, a lot of movie stars, a lot of people that are famous, they climb the ladder of success, they get up to the top, and then you're like, I gave all of my life for this and I'm still empty. I've done all these things, but it wasn't enough. Sometimes we think something is progress, but it really is holding us back. There's a saying, the race car, car drivers, they say, they say sometimes we have to slow down to go fast. Martha had a perception of progress that was off. And what God wants us to do, sometimes even in ministry, even being a Christian, we feel like we just need to do this, we need to go over here, we need to do this, we need to go over here. Because here's the thing, if the enemy can't get in front of you and stop you, he will get behind you and push you until he takes you out. There's so many ministers and Christians that have been decimated because of busyness, because of emotion. Sometimes we prefer doing something instead of waiting on God. Isn't that true? How about Abraham says? Wow. God gave them a promise. They're like, well, I think we need to do something. Because things aren't working. Things aren't, the, the progression isn't happening. So I think if we do something, it'll solve the problem. And Sarah's like, hey, um, what if God meant if you had a baby through your, this, this, this other lady over here, what if that, if that was that what God was talking how do you know that that was wrong? And oftentimes our actions are off because we think we're progressing, but sometimes God wants us to slow down. So in this story here, your scholars believe that there are at least 70 people at the house waiting to be fed, waiting for the, and you know, they didn't have microwaves. They didn't have refrigerators. They didn't have instant pots. I love my instant pot. Man, I can throw some, some frozen meat in there in about 25 minutes. It's tender and wonderful. They didn't have instant pots. They really had to go in there and do some stuff to prepare the food. And can you imagine 70 people that you're, you're, you're trying to provide a meal and your, your hospitality and everything is, like they say in the military, everything is dressed right, dressed. Everything is excellent. But she was looking at that as her progression. But Jesus was saying, sitting at my feet is the right progression. Prayer is the right progression. <laughs> but Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone, solitary? That word alone, solitary. Tell her then to help me. And you realize this word right here is the same word that's used in Romans, help, the same word that's used in Romans 8.26. 
It basically means first part of it, the sin means same or with, anti, against, and then to, to grab or to, to take. So this is the reference in 826 when it says, when we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit will help us. It will stand against things that are trying to fight us and come alongside us and help us and pick us up and encourage us. So really what this is saying, Martha was trying to be the Holy Spirit. Martha was trying to direct Jesus like the Holy Spirit. Have you ever tried to tell God what he needed to do? Yeah. Which is, so, I mean, sometimes you see it in our heads. Like, well, in our flesh, well, not, I really think I'm sure. Here's the, here's the next one. Our perception of position is off. Our, our perception of position is off. <laughs> I was uh, just just heard uh, sent the test and it was talking about how if we already know what God want, we want God to, to say or tell us, it's hard to really hear from God. If we come there. To, to our prayer time, we're like, well, God needs to do this, God needs to do that. Basically, Mark was saying, God, you need to do this. And we do that sometimes in our prayer time. Sometimes we, we try to be the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. The right position is, number one, we can't try to control other people. Mark this down. Anytime we try to control other people, it is a pathway to depression and lack of peace. God gave us self-control, not others' control, right? And so why one of the reasons why Martha was so anxious, see, God does not have any 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 anything against being organized, working hard. He has nothing. Even in Proverbs, the Proverbs 31. Woman. In the scripture, it praises a woman or any person who's industrious and works hard. But here's the deal work shouldn't be our God. And with Martha, work and, and having hospitality and helping was her God. It was her God. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Tell her to help me. So the first thing we need to do to make sure that we focus on being and not doing, we need to make sure our priorities are right and that we have that we have the right the right priorities in our hearts. Who is first in our lives? Back in that, in that story, when I was telling about myself, you know what the priority was for me? You know what my idol was? Ministry. That was my idol. 
And then God, he grows that. So really, in, in a part of my heart, God wasn't first. So whatever idols we have will drive us and push us past God. It will drive us to, to death. Idols will. The second thing, we need to make sure that our, our progression, what we see as progression, you know, during BDS, uh, we were really busy and working, and I had limited time to work on stuff, work on a sermon. And I was like, Lord, I'm so tired. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? He's like, you need to pray, son. You need to sit down. Get at my feet and spend time praying. I was like, really? Yes. It doesn't make sense. And I got on my knees and I prayed, and God downloaded the sermon to me while I was on my knees. And what was He trying to teach me? He was trying to teach me sometimes you go faster, sometimes you go further, sometimes. You're going you're gonna to have the strength that you need when you get down on, on your knees and you listen. You know, in the military, in terms of knowing our position, sometimes our position is off. Sometimes we're trying to be Holy Spirit in our own lives and in other people's lives. You know, in the military, we always knew where we stood, didn't we, Tom? We always knew. Oh, huh? Oh, we better. You better understand. Oh, that's a major coming through the door? Attention! It's like, oh. Man, that's a sorry major. Wow! And you gave them respect, and if you didn't give them respect, it's going to have a bad day. See, the thing about the military, they can take away your time, they can take away your money. What else can they, and they can, they can give you, uh, they, what do you call it, KP duty? Send you to the kitchen to wash dishes, take your money, take your time, defy to the barracks. But we knew what our rank was. And I think Martha didn't know Jesus' rank. She didn't understand that. She didn't know her position. Tell her, like a rose Tell her to come help me. No, she needed to be like, Lord, um, I'm kind of stressed, but what do you think it should be right now? That's knowing the position. Ask, don't tell. Huh? Ask, don't Yes, ask, don't tell. When we don't know our position, here's the thing about position and authority. It's like a sandwich. Everybody say sandwich. Sandwich. You like sandwiches? I love sandwiches. You know, when I was a bachelor, I was really sandwiches. Man, I was skinny, I was, you know, looked like I had eight, but I love those sandwiches. Thing about authority is someone's always always gonna be above you, and someone's always gonna be beneath you. You're always gonna be somewhere in the middle. If you think somehow you don't you're not gonna have authority in your life that you can just brush it off, you're wrong. God is the authority. He puts people in authority over you. And so we need to understand our position. When we don't know our position, guess what? 
we won't be able to sit at Jesus' feet like Mary did. We need to know our priorities. We need to know our position. We need to know we need to have the right sense of progress. A lot of you know that there's a lot of compassionate people that we have in our church. Would you agree? A lot of compassionate people. But sometimes, if we don't ask Holy Spirit what we need to do, we can run ourselves in the ground trying to help this person, that person, that. We're supposed to go out and need to help them. But God wants to make sure that we're taking our time to sit and get strength from Him before we launch out. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let's pray.